We welcome you back to live coverage. Joe Taylor joining you courtside and right in front of the broadcast table. Warwick will inbound to Orozco. O'Connor leads 42 to 40 as we begin the fourth quarter here in regulation of the Region 4 semifinal. Now, Orozco firing up a wild three-pointer from the left wing. Loose ball picked up here by K.J. Adams. Adams in transition on a one-on-two break. Pivots into the lane. A drop step, and he converts his first field goal of the second half. He was blanked in the third quarter. He has 18, and the game is tied at 42. Benny Yoon dribbling at the top of the arc here. Picks up his dribble on the right wing. Looking, trying to free up. Great house staying right with Orozco. Doesn't have it. Gets it over here to Evan Whaling. Whaling will give it up here to Benny Yoon. Benny Yoon barking out signals, searching for an opportunity. Dribbling down into the post. Now cross-court pass to Munoz. Munoz driving. Takes his man right off the dribble and scores. Munoz with a nice little crossover move there. He has nine points in the half, 12 in the game. And with that, they take a two-point advantage due to the O'Connor Panthers. In the corner, McManus trying to work it into the post. TD Gahan doesn't have it. Now regroups with Greathouse, gets it over to Moat, back over to Greathouse. Thought about a three-point shot. Now he's going to dribble into the lane, loses the handle. No, he dishes it off to Gahan, and Gahan converts. Thought he might have lost the handle there, but no. Just nice little no-look pass from Greathouse, and the game is tied at 44. Warwick now giving it up to Benny Yoon. Benny Yoon peeking through the bangs of his hair. Over to the right wing. Now back over to Orozco. Orozco trying to drive through, through the double team. Somehow beneath the trees of Igehan and K.J. Adams, he's able to go underneath the two big, two, two big men down low. And he's able to convert. So Munoz, or excuse me, Orozco, Picking up his first field goal of the fourth quarter. He has 11 points in the ball game with that up and under move between K.J. Adams. Five fouls on the board for Westlake here to just one foul, and that happened at the beginning of the first quarter, or excuse me, uh, the opening moments of the fourth quarter, rather. And with that, 46-44, Westlake once again trails. They have not led in the second half. They haven't led since the opening bucket of the ball game. But, however, they did erase an 11-point advantage in the second quarter with a 9-0 run to finish it. Down two at the break. They're down two now with 6-11 to play. Again, we apologize for the technical difficulty, a little beyond our control. The Internet, obviously, here at Comal ISD, there's a lot of folks in the gym. And uh, we lost our signal for a moment, but we've got it back here in time for the final six minutes and 11 seconds. And we thank all of you for joining us. 46 to 44, your score. McManus with a bounce pass down low to Egehan. Egehan can't pick it up off the floor, and there's a turnover for Westlake as Warwick picks up the loose ball. Gets it over to Whaling. Whaling dribbling across the timeline. Trying to set up another half-court opportunity is Benny Yoon just inside the label, picked up defensively here on the right wing by K.J. Adams. He opts to not pass it, picks up his dribble. Now a bounce pass. Orozco tries to dribble in, doesn't have it, regroups, cuts inside the lane, puts up the runner. little baby hook shot there as he didn't get much air, but Orozco able to finish. 48-44, to 44, lob pass from K.J. Adams to Igehan. Igehan's turnaround jumper in the post, no good off the glass. And Orozco pulls down the rebound. Orozco's one of those guys that uh, obviously not necessarily the biggest dudes, but has a an opportunity to really dribble drive and can score. 
and works really downhill, uses his speed. Now he's going in. No-look pass here to Benny Yoon as he goes around K.J. Adams. And a timeout's going to be called by Robert Lucero. Orozco dishing off to Benny Yoon, and that's the first field goal for Benny Yoon as both teams had solved the leading scorers of both ball clubs. Benny Yoon had not scored a field goal in the third quarter, and his first field goal in the second half comes with 5-0-1 left in the fourth quarter. He has 20 points, but it's more about Orozco just being allowed to dribble into the lane and penetrate with no problem at all against this tough Westlake defense. He's really sliding in underneath the defense. It's 50-44. to The lead is 6 with 5-0-1 to play. As Westlake trying to stay in this one for an opportunity to advance to the region final. And you can see O'Connor, even though they haven't had that challenging of a trip here in the playoffs, playing teams like Nixon, along with Los Fresnos and United, as they kind of got stuck in the South San Antonio district. They were forced to play a number of the teams of the Rio Grande Valley. Now 50-44, to 44, your score. Great house in the ballgame along with Nielsen, Moat, and Adams for Westlake along with Igehan. Now into the corner, driving. Moat finds Great House. Great House driving into traffic. He puts up the shot eight feet away from the rim. That one no good. Rebound O'Connor. And now the outlet pass from Munoz goes to Warwick. Warwick trying to take Nielsen off the dribble. Drives in. That shot poked out of bounds. As stripping the ball was Nielsen. Good defense and transition as KJ got back. Preston Clark will check in. Igehan and Greathouse will check out as Mankel comes back into the ball game. Four and a half minutes to play. 4.34 to be exact. As Westlake is down by six. Lob pass back out to Benny Yoon over to the corner. Evan Whaling left all alone. A wide open three-point shot. And he drills it. The lead back up to nine. As Whaling left all alone on that inbound. And Westlake, all they could do was watch. 53-44. to 44. It's back up to a nine-point advantage. It was tied moments ago. KJ trying to take over. Drives the right side of the lane. And Adams scores. He has four in the quarter. 20 in the game. 53-46. to 46. Back down to a seven-point advantage. Orozco driving, running with the basketball here. Wasting as much time. Lobs a pass over to Munoz. Back over to Benny Yoon. Benny Yoon trying to make a move against K.J. Adams. Fires to the corner. Whaling open again for three, and he drills it. Whaling is red hot. Back-to-back threes. He has three in the game. It's a 10-point advantage. 56-46 to 46 as O'Connor has gotten hot from the outside. Moe losing the basketball on the ground. Gets it over to Nielsen. Back over to Moe. Resets here. Down to the post. K.J. Filling out, head fake there for Mankel. Mankel fires up a three-point shot, and that one's good for Cade Mankel. He has 12 in the game, his first field goal of the second half. And that one erases a double-digit lead for the moment. 56-49, to the Shaps trail by seven. Full-court press being implemented here as Orozco's deed up in the backcourt by Ian Moat. Moat now finding on the baseline to Munoz. Actually, that's Whaling, and Whaling loses the basketball on an errant pass from Orozco up top, so a free possession here for Westlake. 3.14 remains here in regulation. 56-49. to 49. The lead's been as high as 11, as much as 10 and a moment ago. Now KJ driving against Benny Yu. Puts up the shot off the glass, and it's good for KJ Adams. And Benny Yu upends him. No foul called, but Benny Yu got underneath KJ Adams and rolled him up. 
I think Benny Yoon got the worst of that deal. But K.J. Adams, right now they're not going to call a foul. But Benny Yoon's will have an opportunity here to tie a shoe. They're going to. They're going to take a look and try to call. The, they're trying to figure out whether or not they're going to call a foul on Benny Yoon. It's 56 to 51. KJ has made the bucket. That much is certain. He has six points in the quarter. The lead back down to five. It was as high as 10. It looks like the host, Canyon, is being asked to wipe the floor. Not too sure what's happening here, but it looks like. Uh, Several Canyon athletic employees are headed to the side or headed outside to kind of discuss what's been going on. Not too sure what's going on there, but it doesn't look like they're coming in with any opportunity here to clean the floor. Now a timeout's going to be called, and Warwick is the one that did it. So with that, there are six fouls on the board here, five team fouls for O'Connor. One foul, and it looks like what we've what we've had is an ejection from the game. There's been a fan thrown out of the ball game, so that's uh, that's why we see law enforcement and and Comal County Sheriff's uh, deputies who are on uh, scene here. That's what that's why we're seeing a little bit of activity. I thought maybe they were trying to coordinate what was going on here, but you could tell that there is a a whole lot of attention in this ball game being paid. To the final moments here. We've got three minutes and three seconds to play. K.J. Adams has 22 points. Adam Benyoon has 20 points. Both of those gentlemen did not score in the third quarter. We have a lively student group that has come up with all kinds of a chance and cheers. It has been a wild student section along with fans. Even in COVID-19 climate, this is a very small gym for the region semifinal. And they have packed everybody in here as much as possible. So K.J. Adams, along with Ian Moat, Preston Clark, Cade Mankel, and Blake Nielsen are on the floor. The starting five for Westlake, staring at a five-point deficit. They've, been, they've trailed the majority of the game. They led early after the opening tip, but they've been looking up at O'Connor ever since. This is a team that a few years back, Westlake was able to defeat in the playoffs. But right now, their season on the line here in the region semifinal. Warwick, out of the timeout, will get it into a Roscoe. Full court press here. He works his way back, trying to avoid the trap. Warwick caught in it now, gets it across the timeline to Benny Yoon. Benny Yoon over to a Roscoe, now trying to dribble through the double team, drives in. That one taken away by Westlake. Nice job there by Mankle to tip away the basketball into Preston Clark's hands. Over to Nielsen. KJ now in the lane. Hangs. Puts up the shot. It's no good. Gets his own rebound. No, that's the that's KJ Adams gets his own rebound. Cuts through the traffic and scores. Eight points in the quarter. And right now, KJ is willing his team. Westlake down by three. 56 to 53. And right now, Warwick just trying to stay out of trouble. Gets it across the timeline. Takes a swipe. Does Moat. And there's a steal by Moat. Moat collects the basketball. He's going to wait for his teammates. Preston Clark for a moment thought about a three-pointer. Now Moat back over to KJ. Left all alone is Preston Clark on the baseline. And the lead is back to one. Westlake with a huge run here in the last minute of competition here in the fourth quarter. 
And right now, the lead cut to one. Preston Clark, the extra pass down low. And he scores. Probably the biggest bucket of his senior season. Comes with 2.02 to play in the game in regulation. And with that, what was a 10-point advantage two minutes ago is now down to one. Another 9-0 run at the end of the fourth quarter here as we get into the waning moments. And Westlake has decided to make a game of it. We hope you're enjoying this on the Westlake Shap app and on westlakeshaps.com. As Westlake once again has fought their way into this one. It has not been their best game. And right now they're just trying to find the favorable matchups. But a big, big play there by Preston Clark on the extra pass. KJ Adams. The young man signed with Kansas. Definitely has Division I horizons, but he's not done yet in his storied career here at Westlake. He has eight points in this quarter. He has scored eight of the ten in the quarter for Westlake. In the last few moments, 55-56. One-point advantage for O'Connor. Westlake trying to take their first lead since the beginning of the ball game. The game has been tied three times. Inbound pass coming from Warwick. He gets it into Orozco. Orozco, bounce pass over to Munoz. Three men in the backcourt defending two. Now a lob pass over to Munoz. Munoz trying to beat the timeline, and that one is swiped out of bounds. Punched by Mankel. Good defense there by Westlake in the backcourt. And with 152 to play, O'Connor will inbound right in front of Robert Lucero's placement on the bench. Inbound to Benny Yoon. Benayoun with just one field goal after 18 first-half points. Dribbling across the timeline, frees up Warwick. Warwick with a head fake. Gets Preston Clark up in the air. Can't decide what to do with it. Gets it back out to Benayoun. Benayoun over to Orozco. Lobs it into the corner to Warwick. Warwick trying to go baseline. The reverse layup. No good. And KJ pulls down the rebound. KJ with a crossover dribble across the timeline. Back over to Moat. Moat now will slow it down. Gets it up to Preston Clark. Touch pass down low to KJ. And Westlake has the lead. KJ Adams with 10 points in the quarter. And Westlake leads by one. 57 to 56. 110 to play in regulation. The first lead since the first quarter for Westlake. And now Benny Yoon falls down, and this is an Oscar-worthy performance as the sixth foul is going to be called on Westlake, and it's on Ian Moat. Moat kind of came up and made some very tender contact with Benny Yoon, and Benny Yoon took the opportunity to buckle his own legs, and he hit the deck and drew a foul. So six team fouls for Westlake, just one for O'Connor. And now on the inbound, Nielsen pokes the ball away. Warwick has had his issues just inbounding the basketball as Westlake's gone into tight D. Sixty-two seconds remain in regulation. Westlake with a 57-56 lead. Warwick looking to inbound the basketball right in front of his own bench. Still can't find it. Bounce pass into Whaling. Whaling now caught up, and now now foul's going to be called on Preston Clark. Clark got tied up, and there was kind of some incidental contact there with Whaling. 
He went for the steal, and Whaling just kind of ricocheted into him. And that's an unfortunate foul for Preston Clark, his second. And more importantly, it sends O'Connor into the bonus for Whaling. He will get one foul shot. If he makes it, he'll get a second one here in the one and one. First shot is up and no good. Rebound, and we're into the final minute. Westlake with the possession. K.J. Adams across the timeline. Dribbling in no time as Benny Yoon looks back towards the bench. K.J. Adams goes right by him, and K.J. finishes him off. Benny Yoon had peeked over his shoulder, and when K.J. saw his head turn, he went right by him, drove the lane, and made the shot. 59-56, to and Westlake with its largest lead of three. Benny Yoon driving against Mankel. Turnaround jumper in the baseline. That one is not going to fall. K.J. scores the rebound. 20 seconds. Now Preston Clark over to Mankel. Mankel's open, and he scores on the layup from the right block. Westlake leads by five. 61-56. to now, Benny Yoon launches a three-pointer. That one no good, but a foul's been called on K.J., and Benny Yoon will get three foul shots. So K.J. Adams picks up his fourth personal foul as Benny Yoon launched a three-pointer from the left wing. That's his fourth foul. One more, and he's out. But Westlake, a crucial situation here as Benny Yoon will stride to the line. His first foul shot's missed. Benny Yoon, the senior, led in points, averaging 19 and 12 here in the playoffs. Just under 17 points for the regular season. Scored 18 points. His second foul shot is good. 18 points in the first quarter, or first half, rather. And he has scored three points in the second half. He makes the second one. It's 61 to 57. It's a four-point lead. Second shot, or excuse me, third shot is up and made by Benny Yoon, and it's now a three-point game. Full court press in play here, and a foul is coming against O'Connor. It's against Orozco, and that is his first personal foul. And if you would believe it, that is two team fouls here in the second half for O'Connor. KJ's looking to inbound, gets it into Mankel. Mankel beats the press, and immediately Munoz fouls him as he leapfrogs over <laughs> as he rushed to the basketball. So that's the third team foul as Munoz picks up his first personal foul. Right now they have four to give before free throws and all Brett Jarosko is trying to do right now is conserve what very little time there is. 6.2 seconds remain in this one. K.J. Adams lobbing the ball back in and a foul is going to be called on Benny Yoon, his third personal foul on K.J. Once again, trying to save as much time. At that time, about one second left the clock. Nielsen looking to get it to KJ. The reach-in foul on Orozco. That's his second personal foul. Five team fouls. Two more. And Westlake heads to the line to shoot free throws the rest of the way. Folks, this was an 11-point game at one point in the second quarter. Westlake closed the second quarter with a 9-0 run to get it within two. It's been as high as 10. Now KJ... Gets the inbound. Whaling fouls him this time around, and that's his first personal foul. That is the sixth team foul. We have had more fouls in the last three seconds of play than we have had the entire second half against the O'Connor Panthers. 
K.J. willing his team, 12 points in the quarter. And now a foul away. Actually, wow, they're going to call a foul, I believe, on... Are they calling a foul on Preston Clark? He pointed at Preston Clark for a moment. And that is the case. No, they didn't call a foul on Preston Clark. Preston is one is walking around the court thinking he has been called with a foul, and it's just a weird communication there. The foul's actually been called on O'Connor, and Mankel was fouled away from the basketball. So that's the issue, and now a timeout's going to be called by O'Connor. We'll take it as well back in a moment. Don't go anywhere. This one's going to be fun. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. When you buy or sell a piece of property, it helps to have a friend in the business. Independence Title will pick up the ball on your transaction and take it across the goal line. Independence is locally owned right here in Austin with deep roots in the Westlake community. Independence is also the Austin Business Journal's number one title company. Work with a home team at Independence Title. Call 329-5299 or go to independencetitle.com. We welcome you back to wild coverage of Westlake basketball here. It has been an interesting three minutes of play. Westlake, at the 3.02 mark, was down by 10. Then K.J. Adams took over. He has 12 points in the quarter. He has 28 points for the game. That matches his performance in the area championship. One more point for K.J., and he'll have his highest point total of playoff time. But it has been a combination of epic defense, and Mankel now toes the line here to shoot the one-and-one. One. His first shot is up and good. Westlake leads 62-58 to 58 with 2.8 seconds remaining in regulation. It is now a four-point game. Technically, it is a one-possession uh, one game, but this one could ice it for Mankel. Second shot is up and no good. And now a wild baseball throw from Benny Yoon, and it's over. Westlake has come from 10 points down in the fourth quarter to win the game and advance to the region final. Westlake defeats O'Connor 62-58. They led 2-0 at the start of the first quarter. It was O'Connor's game the rest of the way. The Panthers led by two at the half. And for a moment in the third quarter, it was tied. But in the fourth quarter... They pulled away, did the Panthers. And at one point in the fourth quarter, it looked like the season might be coming to an end. And then, after trailing by 10, a 12-point performance by K.J. Adams and big-time opportunities here for the Westlake Chaparrales in the fourth quarter. They turn it around and win 62-58. to We'll hear from head coach Robert Lucero on this wild game coming up in a moment. But the Westlake Chaparrales have everything to celebrate as they advance to the region final. Now about 17 minutes ago, central time, Clark and, Her and uh, Harrell actually uh, started to play, and we're going to get uh, Coach Lucero's thoughts here in just a moment. He's got his smallest fan <laughs> uh, with him, and that is a big-time moment in Westlake basketball history. All right, we've uh, we've got Coach Mike'd up now, and he is ready to go as 
Robert Lucero joins us post-game with Bo Lucero. And I tell you what, the calmest guy in the arena right now is Bo. He's just like, hey, whatever, you know, no big deal. Down by 10 in the fourth quarter, and we somehow win the ballgame. Coach, take us through that moment with three minutes to play. You're down by 10. What do you say to your kids at that point? Other than stay in the moment, but we, we actually saw a team meeting happen out of that timeout well, with about well, three minutes. What do you time, say we then? Had time, you know, and, and the guys knew we had some time uh, when we're there. Uh, three minutes is a long time, um, but uh, Bo's trying to run off. <laughs> Miss Adams. Uh, and uh, We apologize. We apologize. Uh, little, little Bo Lucero has wandered away from his dad. All right, sorry and, about that. And uh, it like, uh, looks like KJ's mom's got a hold uh, of him, so that's good. So there's, uh, there's still three minutes to go, and we, we jumped into some jump trap stuff. Um, it's not something that we do very often in games, but we practice it uh, quite a bit uh, because there's uh, good, really good teams like O'Connor that if um, – you just got to be able to try to take the X's and O's and the coach and, and their style of play uh, and change it uh, to the up and down game. Um, and so, you know, it's like uh, we thought about doing it maybe earlier in the game and stuff like that, but uh, we, we went to it with about three. It's, you know, no, you have no choice. You have to. Um, and, and what it does is it kind of takes the – uh, the style of play and changes it since they're so good in the half court. I think also you, you saw uh, an absolute adjustment at halftime by both teams that isolated K.J. Adams and Adam Benayoun. Adam Benayoun, 18 points in the first half, only got his first opportunity to create an opportunity in, and only four points really when you think about it in the fourth quarter. But it was also a blank third quarter for K.J. Adams when it came to his offense. We saw a lot of conversation trying to solve that puzzle. Mm -hmm. What did K.J. figure out in the fourth quarter that realized that he could actually go to the rim and, and really create some opportunities they, on, him, on his they own? They got into the zone, and so we were having a hard time. Uh, so, you, you know, he has to screen it and then slip it to get into attacking areas. And then once he got the ball into the high post, uh, he also found Nakari uh, down there at the rim. Um, and then, you know, um, when the game did get up and down, uh, and we were able to, you know, get to some of the dribble drive stuff to get him going downhill. He got to the rim and finished. I think also you have this opportunity where team basketball is still there. We can talk about KJ's 12-point performance in the fourth quarter for a while until the region final in a couple of days. But also you can look at opportunities close to the rim when those opportunities came. You mentioned Nakari, Preston Clark with probably one of his biggest buckets. You talk about Cade beating the defense back and, and being open on that wide open one that gave you the five-point lead. I think really when you look at that series of play, tying the ball game with KJ's shot, then you have Nakari, then you have Cade. All of that is hustle basketball at that point, and I think really that iced the game for you. Yeah, you know, and, and uh, you don't want the season to end. Uh, you don't want the, the run to end. Um, um, and so, uh, you know, at that point, I didn't think we played um, the first half the way we needed to. Um, eight three-pointers in the first half. I don't know how many times we say, like, uh, if we had just given them eight layups instead of eight open threes, they, uh, we would have been up instead of down uh, two at halftime. Uh, so taking that three-point line away, you know, the games that we've lost here at Westlake the last four or five years is when we've given up ten threes. Um, so I'm pretty sure they were, they were close to that. Um, and I don't know what their percentage was from the three-point line, but that's what allows the team to stay with us. So we just got to make sure that uh, we continue to work uh, to take that away from the other team. So I know you're looking at Harlan and Clark. That game started about 20 minutes ago. You'll find out uh, who the opponent is. But when you look at 
preparing for this game, and I, and I know we've talked a lot about how this is different from seasons gone by, that COVID-19 and all the protocols has given you a different perspective of how you prepare. Now that you've had that experience of having a Sunday off after playing three games in five days and then going back into a rotation where you know you're only going to have one day before you get to the region final, that aspect, what did you tell the team at, at halftime? What did you tell them going into the fourth quarter, and, and how does that relate to staying in the moment? Well, Something I, we talked I, about before. I probably can't repeat what I said at <laughs> halftime because I was pretty upset because I didn't think that um, after all the games that we've played, I thought that our focus uh, and attention to detail going into this game uh, and today was probably the worst, and I think it showed – uh, I thought that our attitude uh, on the bus and stuff was not good at all uh, also, and I think that's why the, the well, bad and because O'Connor's a really good team, and I don't, uh, you know, I think we people start to say, oh, you're going to blow them out, you're going to blow them out, you're going to blow them out. Well, you don't win 21 games and only lose three and all that stuff uh, that they've done uh, and get to this if you're not a really good team. Um, and so I, I just didn't think that we were very focused. Uh, but then, you know, um, you know they, they, they got with it. They stuck with it. Um, they, there was some really honest communication with me and some of the players. There was uh, honest communication between the players and each other. And uh, it wasn't pointing fingers, but it was, uh, you know, like we can do better and kind of holding each other accountable for, you know, how we prepared uh, it today. And then, you know, because they stuck with it and um, – and because they accept it from one another, uh, we were able to pull the win out at the end. I think we always look at pointing fingers and, 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 find, and you talk about this all the time. We look at pointing fingers. There's a difference between holding each other accountable and being honest in your communication and blaming one another. And I yeah. think a sign of a mature basketball team, we already know about your depth and your senior leadership and your leadership from the juniors and, and on down. You have an ability now to kind of look at this game as a microcosm going into the region final with an opportunity to clinch your second trip to state. If if you have a you have something to look at that said, see guys, see see what happens. Yeah. Is that is that the message you're going to take yeah, to them going a in? Yeah, a bunch of different ways. See what happens if you don't get your mind right to play, uh, and then see what happens if you uh, give up three points, uh, uh, three pointers that are wide open, uh, and we and we don't uh, we're not ready to to switch some ball screens. But then also see what happens when you learn as the game goes on and you stick with it and you uh, don't get your head down and uh, and you continue to play as a team. Uh, and so then see what happens you guys pulled out the victory so Coach, a lot of things to learn from hey congratulations i know it not necessarily the way you drew it up but a dramatic win congratulations yeah, yeah, thank you very much no problem that's coach robert lucero and uh, that is a very uh well that's one of those moments where you think of what do you tell your kids and it sounded like uh, coach lucero made his point at the break and then came back and allowed the kids to communicate the rest of the way a sign of a mature basketball team indeed again 62 to 58 westlake overcomes an 11 point deficit in the first half to get within two at halftime then overcomes a 10 point deficit in the fourth quarter as kj adam puts up 12 points along with help from Cade Mankel with four points in the quarter, Preston with a bucket as well, and Nakari Gahan with a bucket in the, in the fourth quarter as well to really spark this. And, of course, defense really, really sparking the Westlake offensive attack in the fourth quarter, especially in the final three minutes. A come-from-behind win for Westlake as they punch their ticket to the region finals, 62-58. to We'll be right back for more post-game action here as our BMW South Austin drive home continues after this timeout. Westlake defeats O'Connor 62-58. to Back in a moment, this is Westlake Basketball. 
Hi, this is Joe Taylor, the voice of the Shaps. And like you, I work hard and I work out even harder. I love exercise and I don't want pain or injury to keep me from reaching my fitness goals. I want you to try CryoFit for all your recovery and wellness needs. CryoFit is Austin's recovery headquarters. And with two locations in Westlake, you're never too far away from their championship level treatment. Click mycryofit.com and see for yourself. CryoFit is Westlake owned and operated, so they know what it means to be Shap strong. CryoFit, where your recovery is just as important as your workout. Joe Taylor here, the voice of the Shaps. If you're searching for the best air conditioning repair in Austin, call Elite Heating and Air Conditioning. A month ago, my wife texted and said it was 85 degrees in the house. This was at 8 o'clock at night. I called Elite and within minutes, I was directing the on-call engineer to my home. In 45 minutes, the issue was diagnosed and fixed. An hour later, the house was already cooling down. That's not just championship service, that's Elite service. Call 512-637-4237 or click EliteAustinAC.com. We welcome you back to the BMW South Austin Drive Home. Joe Taylor joining you live as the thoughts of Robert Lucero, as always, presented by Independence Title. And we take a look at the final stats, looking at uh, the San Antonio O'Connor Panthers, who basically shot the lights out of the gym in the first half and uh, most of the third quarter. In fact, as a team, they shot 54% from the field uh, across the entire game. 8 of 17 inside the arc. You ready for this? How about 12 of 20 from beyond the arc? That is good for 60% from three-point land. That's how they stay in the game, folks. It's just an impressive effort. But in the final four minutes of the ball game, you had uh, K.J. Adams basically tell his teammates, hang on, just climb on the cape, and we're going to go after this. And uh, with good defense, especially in the backcourt, you had uh, a ton of pressure that uh, O'Connor was not used to seeing. They could barely bring the ball up, and it really sparked the comeback. Westlake, important to note, down 10 points at one point in this ball game. It was in the in the fourth quarter, and they willed their way with a big-time comeback. Again, looking at the individual stats here for the Chaparrales, go right down the line. Cade Mankle, 15 points in the ball game on five of nine shooting, one of two inside the arc, four of seven from beyond the arc, a big bucket in transition late in the ball game that was a part of that fourth quarter comeback, one of two from the charity stripe. He got three rebounds for his effort. Blake Nielsen played 21 minutes and went 0 for 2 from the field but uh, played very well defensively, especially in the backcourt. He had uh, two rebounds and three assists in the ballgame. Nakari Gahan, five points, but a crucial bucket as he went two of six from the field, two of six, all of that inside the arc, but and one of two from the charity stripe, had four rebounds in the ballgame. But that big bucket by Nakari Gahan that was part of that fourth quarter comeback, again, it was all about dribbling and driving and uh, Jaden Greathouse dishing that ball off to Nakari, who was able to work his way to the basket and deliver on the big point. You look at uh, Ian Moat, played 32 minutes, a little streaky, as he had six points. Both of those shots came in the third quarter as he went two of seven from the field, two of six from beyond the arc, had uh, two rebounds, excuse me, a rebound, four assists, and a steal. Preston Clark, another big bucket in the fourth quarter. He went to three of four from the field, finished with six points. Again, made all three of his shots inside the three-point line, went 0-for-1 from beyond the arc, grabbed three rebounds, two assists, and a steal for Preston. Diego Schleppe played uh, briefly there in the first half. He went 0-for-1 from the field, did have one rebound. Connor McManus, 12 minutes in the ballgame, two points, one of two shooting, 
and uh, did collect an offensive rebound for his effort. Jaden Greathouse, in 10 minutes played, really provided majority of his defensive effort. Went 0-for-1 from uh, the field, but did pick up an assist and a big-time steal as well. But K.J. Adams takes home your player of the game. When you look at his line, 32 minutes played, he went... He scored 28 points, 13 of 19 from the field, 11 of 16 inside the arc, 2 of 3 from three-point land, collected 12 rebounds and dished out 5 assists. So a double-double for him, 28 on the game and 12 with the 5 assists as well. That's really the difference. And uh, more importantly, 12 of those 28 coming in the fourth quarter. Just a brilliant effort offensively, an even better effort defensively from Westlake, and that'll round out the statistical matchups here. Again, finishing the game with uh, 22 points is Adam Beniu. Isaac Orozco scored seven points in the first half. He would finish with 13 points in the ballgame, and uh, Warwick playing the majority of the game as a starter, did not get a chance to score. Munoz had a big three to close out the first half as he he hit a buzzer beater there and was able to get uh, nine points in the second half, but only one bucket in the fourth quarter. He finishes with 12 points. Alcacer only had two opportunities to get points on the board. He made both of his free throws in the third quarter. I mentioned Benayoun with 22 points in the ballgame, 18 of those in the first half. And he actually made, when you uh, count it down, he made five of the 20 uh, three-pointers that uh, that O'Connor was able to collect in that ballgame as a team. Again, they hit 12 of those 20. He hit five of those 12, all five of them, in the first half. Evan Whaling hit two big threes in the fourth quarter that really gave O'Connor that 10-point edge, and he finishes with nine points in the ballgame. So, Orozco with 13, Munoz with 12, Benayun with 22, Whaling with nine, and that would do it for O'Connor and their scoring as the Panthers fall. That is just their fourth loss of the season. They finished their overall season 21-4. and they hadn't lost since the last district game of the year where they lost 61-54 to over Taft. And, again, you have to go back to some pretty impressive teams. Antonian Prep, who is in the Taps, uh, or who is in the Taps uh, region uh, finals as they uh, play their playoffs. You also look at a loss to McCollum, who's a 5A team, 71-58. And then, of course, losing to Westlake here. Westlake and come from behind fashion defeats the O'Connor Panthers 62 to 58. As a team, Westlake shot 51% from the field, made 18 of 31 shots inside the arc, 8 of 20 from three-point land, good for 40%, and only went to the line. Are you ready for this, folks? Only went to the line four times in this ball game. They made two of those four shots. Out-rebounded O'Connor big time. Again, looking at uh, total rebounds. Westlake dominant on the boards, 27 boards overall, 12 on the offensive glass, and to just 12 total rebounds for O'Connor. And if you're looking for the difference in the ballgame, that's it right there. The opportunity to come back in this ballgame as Westlake put the hammer down defensively, and it's and it went to an 18-4 run to close out the game in the final four minutes of the fourth quarter. That will do it from Canyon High School in New Braunfels. Westlake victorious here in the region semifinal. They await the winner of the other semifinal here in region four. That's Harlan and uh, 
<clears throat> I apologize. It's uh, actually the uh, it's Harlan and Clark, both teams out of the greater San Antonio area. We await the winner, and we'll let you know as soon as possible when that game will be and who the opponent and time and date and all of that. So, again, my thanks to Casey Johns and all the good folks here at Comal ISD that got us on the air. We thank you so much for all of your hard work, and thank you for listening as we bring you live coverage of Westlake basketball here in the region semifinal. Your final score, Westlake defeating O'Connor 62-58 to to advance to the region final. This is Westlake basketball. to Westlake Basketball. Westlake Basketball is presented by Number 9 Productions and powered by the Westlake Chef Club. Westlake Basketball is brought to you by Independence Title, Wayne's Capital Bank, Elite Heating and Air, Covert Auto Group, CryoFit, Recovery and Wellness, and presented by Austex, Fence and Death, Elticon, Wealth Management, Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, Hendrick Auto Group, The Felger Insurance Agency, and brought to you by Austin Performance and Counseling Psychology, and Dr. Mike Johnson, Cricket Shirts, Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina, Amogee Bank, Texas, Honey Ham, Steam Team, White Glove Storage and Delivery, at Creek Burger Company, Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, and by Mighty Fine Burgers, Fries, and Shakes.